What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am Real David, and I haven't sent this in a while. I'm with the whole crew today. What's up, Ryan? Did you miss me? I know you missed me. Come on, you can miss <laughs> You missed me. You missed me. Come on, tell me, tell me, come on, come on. And I don't know what fictional location I want to place Leo in today. So, um, <laughs> considering how many fictional locations have been like, I could either be on like whatever planet uh, Dune is on. I could be in San Francisco with Venom. I like I could be all, all the different globe. No, you're with the Watcher. Eternals. You're chilling with the Watcher right now. No, I actually like what Leo said first. All right, Leo's been with the Arrak- at Arrakis with Sandworms Arrak- for the last for the last like month and a half. You know, <laughs> to hanging with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. So, welcome yeah, back, no, Leo. It's funny. been a while. Thank you, man. The spice industry is tough right now. I appreciate the love, though. I'm glad to be back. I have done so much research into Dune after loving Dune the way I did into the future of the books. And mm. um, I think they're going to get through three. Um, they're going to finish actually two books. I'm sorry. They're going to get Dune and Messiah of Dune or something like that. After those first two books... Oh my god. <laughs> it gets yeah. so bad shit to the point where this is a spoiler for anyone that hasn't read the book and you know um Paul has a child that's Timothy Chalamet's kid yeah. that turns into a sandworm half sandworm half human. Of course he does. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. It gets pretty it gets pretty wild. So uh I, I can see why David Lynch was intrigued by this property. Yes, he's like, damn it, I wish this I w- can you imagine? Oh my god, this is a good point. If he got a chance to get to the point get to the I, I don't even know what that looks like. I will say, um, in two thousand three, and I'm very intrigued because it's actually coming out on Blu-ray and I want to get it, they did a um T V version of that version of uh Dune. And and James McAvoy played Paul's son. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you guys a screenshot off the line. Uh, but yeah, that is it is a real thing. I am looking for it on Blu-ray so I can buy it. And yeah, that's going to be crazy. So let's start off every week with the news. And before that, this week we're actually going to look at Marvel villains because we've covered every grain of Marvel in this on this <laughs> podcast but for some reason we've bypassed villains so this should definitely be a fun one uh but before that the news the only news I think Ryan will give a shit about this week for a show that he claims as to be a wrestling fan but has not watched yet um I watched half <laughs> Heels has been renewed for season 2 and after the nice. season 1 finale I am all in on a show uh Leo have you gotten a chance to see it yet no, currently I am on a show. Well, we'll talk about when we watch mm-hmm. it, but no, I'm, I'm finishing up a show right now. Um, and once I finish this show, Heels is next. I can't wait for your thoughts. And Ryan, what do you think from what you've seen so far? Oh, I love it. I just, since I don't get, uh, what is it, stars, 
I had to wait until I go to my mother-in-law's house. <laughs> so It's good stuff, man. That, that show gets better and better as every episode goes on, so I'm very excited oh, for season two. So this, and you're going to love... I'm very... You're going to complain, Leo, when you watch about a development of a specific character, but the way they finish off the season, it pays off so well. So I'm uh, very, very excited for you to watch. Uh, All right. And now we move on to news that Ryan does not give a shit about. Uh, <laughs> how how are the Oscars looking, David? <laughs> they're looking very clearer than usual, I must say. I feel like uh, this is not an Oscar-related news note, but I feel like picture is over, and it hasn't even started yet. Um, I think actor is over, and I think actress is over. So I feel like three categories and all the tech nominate, all the tech uh, categories are over as well for June. So yeah, June, June just freaking looked incredible, man. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that I, you didn't mention that you saw it. So I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, all right, cool. So Gal Gadot has been cast as another iconic character. She's going to play the evil witch in the Snow White live action adaptation. Ryan, do you give two shits about this? Good for her. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. Let's let's, let's 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 keep it going. I love it. Leo, what are your no, thoughts? That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Ryan. Right? The strong silent type, right? Yeah. Very yeah, straight to the point. Straight for pod. <laughs> well, I, as far as I mean, like, it's it's clear that Disney just is like doing the same thing that they did with Maleficent, and they're just trying to like. I guess expand their. It's funny they're doing what we're doing right now. They're making like movies about their villains, just like how we're doing an episode about the villains. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I think interesting. I think how Gal Gadot is a. Uh, I guess she's blending into the the, the Disney world now, and uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see what that means for her future projects outside of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, because I, I'm sure that yep. contract has something to do with it. There, yep, I I. <laughs> I thought the same thing you did. I think this opens up another big universe that she will maybe entering because she now has a relationship with Disney once yeah. she is done with another big universe. I who would you can, can I say something that's not blasphemous for where I think she can go in that other universe? Where? Um Jean Grey? Ooh. I was hoping you were going to go into the X-Men because I think that would be a fantastic addition. Like be- having her like be like one of the faces of that new franchise. Oh, my Lord. So the reason I am looking at the X-Men is because the X-Men is the one that's farthest down the road. Mm-hmm. It'll let it'll give her time to finish Wonder Woman three and then she'll be done. And then it'll give her the opportunity to join Marvel. If it's not that, I think they're I think it's Miss Fantastic. Oh, you think she'll be? Sue? I think she's a beast, Sue. Yep. That's. Yeah, it's less interesting as Jean Grey, but um, that's kind of where I see that opening if she uh eventually goes to the MCU. Oh, now we got Ryan's attention. Did you have a thought, Ryan? <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. <laughs> uh, next bit of news. Speaking of Marvel. Taika Waititi is set to direct the Tower of Terror film that I thought was gone, gone after the ScarJo lawsuit, but it is back. ScarJo is still producing. No word if she'll be starring in it, but I love that ride. Anyone that's been on that ride in Disney knows how great it is. So seeing Taika tackle that was going to be wonderful. Any thoughts, Ryan? No, I can't wait. And Leo? <laughs> so it's funny because you mentioned how like it's uh, you thought it was gone, right? You thought it was like dead, pretty much like oh it's gonna be boring. It's not only back, but it's back with like 
with a vengeance. Oh Ryza yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so I'm like, wow, this is. I'm I'm not a big rides person, so I've never really gone to the rides. Mm-hmm. Um, but Naito attaching Taika to this, I'm like, oh, where is this going? I'm down. I'm really really excited. Same here. Uh, and then last two bits of news. I'm a big Broadway guy. I love Wicked. I've seen Wicked three times on Broadway. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Ariana Grande and Cynthia Revo have been cast as the leads in Wicked. Um, I like Cynthia Revo. I don't. I think she's too old. While Ariana Grande is not too old, I just don't really like her raspy ass singing. I'm not really a fan of her, so I actually really don't like this casting at all. Uh, Leo, any thoughts? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. Same. I'm not a big. Uh, I mean, before we get like blocked by all our listeners that are huge Ariana fans. Yeah, the the, <laughs> Ari- the Ariana Stanfoot fan club is huge. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan either. She reminds. It's, it's, she's a she's a very ad libby type of singing. I mean, who knows, right? But she's. I know that there was a Jimmy. Was a Jimmy Fallon. There was a Jimmy Fallon episode where she was on as a guest, where she mimicked every other famous singer. I did see and, that. Yeah, I will say she impressed the crap out of me in that. Um, so I'm excited. I, I, I want to give her a chance. She is a actual really fantastic performer and singer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of her pop hits, but you know what? Like, let's, let's see how this looks. See, that's where I am, too. Like, I think her pop hits, she really does feel very raspy in her voice. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that Jimmy Fallon skit is exactly what I, what I would like here. Like, there are some very difficult songs in this show. So... Um, I'm very curious where it goes in terms of how they pull off uh, those performances. And and, then, and and Dave, this means like this whole musical thing is like it's back now. It's like it seems to be like a thing again. <laughs> yeah, I will say this is not on the agenda, but I did see the West Side Story trailer and I'm glad Jenny's not oh. here. So when I can say this, it actually it, looks really good. It looks so freaking good. Yeah, man. yeah, it looks really good. I am so glad that she's not here to listen to me and she's upstairs. Uh <laughs> Because, yeah, I, I've told her we saw when we saw the last duel and um, she did not like that. I said that. <laughs> so it, it looks like, yeah, it looks this is good. I, I feel like this might be a, this, a contender for something. Uh, good. Uh, yeah. So I, I have it penciled in for best picture right now. Not to win, but nominated for best picture. Nominated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're finishing off the news with a villain. So, <laughs> oh, boy. So. The new trailer to Morbius arrived. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. (laughs) Ryan, I'm going to start off with you because you're the most optimistic person out of all of us. What did you think of the Morbius trailer? Um, You can be honest. You can be honest. No, it looks expensive. (laughs) It's one of those things like, I'm like, they they spent money on this. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like Jared like, Leto. I like Jared Leto. Unlike a lot of people, don't get me wrong. I yeah, and I think yeah. he. I don't know this character at all. Like I don't know. I know he's a oh, villain. Really? I know he's a villain. He's a living vampire, and the reason he's the living vampire is because of comics code back in the day. You can have a dead character. Um, <laughs> so I do. Under, I know his backstory per se, but I'm not. A, I, I've never really read an arc of his. So I'm not too familiar with that aspect of it, but I think Leto looks good in it. Yeah. I just think it's just there's a lot of cheese that I don't want, <laughs> especially the last line at the end where he's like, "I am Venom." He's like, "No, I'm Doctor Blah 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 Morbius." But uh, Leo, you are the aficionado. What do you think? Yeah. So with, with Morbius. 
Morbius, same same as you. I haven't read any of his arcs. I became familiar with Morbius because of the Spider-Man animated series back in mm-hmm. like '94, '95. Um, I do know, and this is a great segue into conversations we're gonna have later. That Morbius has fantastically close ties with Blade, um, but uh, yeah, like I think Leto looks fantastic. I think Leto gets a lot of crap because of what happened with Joker when it wasn't even really his fault. Yep. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's an amazing actor, an Academy Award winning actor. And maybe <laughs> a sec a two-time Academy Award winning actor with House of Gucci. Oh my gosh, yeah, that trailer looked fantastic too. Yeah, um, that's the one that I didn't have listed cuz I know Ryan probably doesn't care. But yeah, it I good. I and didn't Gaga, I Gaga's getting nominated too. She looks freaking crazy. Yeah, she 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 she'll be a nice runner up to Kirsten Stewart. Exactly. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's a clear cut winner already. Yes, yes. But um, now yeah, Morbius looks good. It, Morbius looks exactly like what a Sony Marvel movie looks like. It looks <laughs> like it'll be a fun movie to watch. Unfortunately, because of mother effing Venom, let there be carnage. Now I have to watch Morbius. Isn't um, it wonderful? Ugh, crap. I love that movie for like all the wrong reasons. Like I sincerely think I could probably watch Let There Be Carnage once a year because it is. So hilarious. I had such a fun time watching that movie. And now that I know how much you hate the techno scene. Oh, my gosh. That techno scene was like I became so, like like you, I know you guys use the term mark for wrestling. Yeah. I became such a mark when that disco like club <laughs> scene happened. I'm like, wait a minute. You you literally talked about how sound hurts symbiote. Literally, that's how he was defeated in Spider-Man 3 by sound. How the hell can this symbiote survive in a club? Techno is life. Sound and drop the mic, which is going to cause feedback. Techno like, is I, life, my friend. Techno is I life. I, I hated to see so much. Right. Have you seen that yet? Not right, yet, no. Oh, you're going to love it. It's going to be right up your alley of cheese. It's so bad. Awesome. It is so bad. But I had such a great time with it. Um. So yeah, that's all the news for the week. Uh, let's get into some of the stuff that we watch, and it's been a long time for you guys. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's not let's not do every single thing. But know, uh, right? on Monday I saw this. On Tuesday I saw this. Week three I saw this. <laughs> so I'll kick it off with Leo since it's been a while for Leo. Yeah, and I'll hit just a quick hits of things that I've seen. Um, I watched the show Silicon Valley. Um, fantastic. I didn't really expect it to be as funny as it really was. Um, if you guys get a chance to watch it, definitely recommend it. Um, I watched a show on Netflix called The OA. I think it's about on season three. has to deal with reality hopping, so it's very comic booky. <laughs> um, wrapped up Stargirl season two. Another like slept on show. I believe that this show has like a lot of potential to be like the front facing like superhero show for CW instead of Batgirl or Batwoman. But, uh, oh, but season, two is, season, season two is fantastic, D. When you get a chance to watch, absolutely do so. Um, Doom Patrol season three was also fantastic, Ryan. If you get a chance yeah. to finish that. Oh up. yeah, no, I'm up to date. Yo, did you mark when um uh, when Rowena was uh what was uh? Yeah. Oh my god, bro! I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, they're just bringing everyone back, like Crowley <laughs> and Rowena. I'm like, this is perfect. Um, but I gotta watch. say, this was the weakest season. It was. It was. It was it definitely. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, too. I have, I have to think that something with COVID must have affected where they wanted to go with the story and sure. probably affected it. Um, then I watched Dune. 
hands down best picture winner of like it is beautiful. I didn't mm-hmm. go to the movie theater. I didn't go to the movie theaters to watch it. I watched it at home. Um, but holy crap, it just looks epic. It looks exactly as you would want an epic like sci-fi movie to look. Um, and in, in my dream in my dream world, uh, Denis was going to win director, but I don't think he's going to win director anymore. Um, I think because he date Hollywood knows and the Academy knows there's two more of these coming or definitely at least one more. I think if they reward him, it's going to be for the last one. Oh, uh, when the, when the, like the, when the, when it wraps up similar to Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings. I, I will say something that struck me after watching another thing I watched, which was Eternals is Chloe Zhao and Denise Villeneuve have this, a beautiful way of showing these picturesque landscapes. Yeah, and I can't think of anyone else that does it as well as them. Like, it looks beautiful the way they're able to master the different sceneries and just like give you this scope of like intense like gravitas. I, I loved it. I loved the uh, I love Dune, Eternals. I thought was fantastic, and the last one I'll mention I guess is Venom. Let there be carnage. Yes, you saved the best for last. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Ryan, what about you? <laughs> All right, I got a couple. Um. Knocked up. I saw it for the first time, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Where um, have you been for 16 years? I don't know. I just never got on my TV. It's good stuff, man. That's a good. Movie. It is. Yeah. Um, another okay movie was Game Over, man. What? I don't know what that is. I'm looking it, it up what, right now. <laughs> it's a Netflix movie, David. You will not like it. Okay. Oh, it, you know, it, it's, like it's the whole crew from that show. Uh, yeah, I watched it because. Honestly, I was stoned and I wanted a nice stoner flick, and that's what was recommended through Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a ride movie. This is definitely a ride movie. Yeah. Next up, Free Guy. How'd you like oh, it? Oh, nice one. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. It's not like go back and watch, but it's like a good background while you're cleaning the house movie. Nice. John Wick. You had never Free seen guy? it before? Nope. Oh, what do you wow. think? I enjoyed it. Um, I meant to get. I have to get to two and three still, but I'm definitely going to get to two and three. Yeah, the violence is extremely upped in two and three. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yes, it is. I saw Long Halloween Part One and Two. What do you think? Very good. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I enjoyed it. It was very well done. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Batman stories to read. I saw all the Child's Play movies, getting ready to watch the series, which I haven't yet. What do you think of the movies, nice. though? Um. People are dumb. It's a doll. I would just kick it a lot more, and you need to make sure it's dead. <laughs> that, I guarantee you, Casey will agree with that exact sentiment. Ryan is going to get his Achilles ripped off by Chucky soon. I know. Just for man. those comments. That definitely, that definitely sounds like the same people are like, oh, I mean, it's, it's Michael Myers. He doesn't run. Just run away, and you'll be safe. Like, it's not no, that. No, no, no. I'm afraid I w- I'd rather take on Chucky than Michael Myers. I'm waiting to finish. Uh, Leo and I saw the first episode at Comic Con, which was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I'm waiting for. I'm DVRing everything. I'm just going to binge through it because this isn't a show that's that seems to be getting spoiled by anybody. So, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think it can get spoiled, really. D. I think it's like, well, remember the only thing we found out, and this is a spoiler for anyone that watches the show. As of episode five, they'll start bringing in a lot of cast members from the movie. Which makes sense because I saw Jennifer Tilly post a uh, picture with her and Fiona Dorff. Yeah. 
Uh, so and they there's a big uh, uh, cliffhanger from the last movie with them. So it makes sense. Freaky. Oh, that's great! I love Freaky. That was yeah, really no, fun. Really enjoyable. Um, Halloween Kills. Nice thoughts. Good move. It was good. I liked the the Halloween before that a lot better. Um, yeah. Quiet Place One and Two. If you say anything disrespectful about a Quiet Place One and Two, I'm gonna <laughs> kick you off this podcast. Wait, okay. really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I recommend it to anybody. It was really uh, well done. I really suspenseful. I really enjoyed it. Uh, me and Leo talked about lightly Doom Patrol, and I just want to give a shout out because I'm a wrestling fan. Rose to the top. Oh my god! Hey, I'm, Colonel, I'm I'm, I'm editing that road to the top out. <laughs> Rose to the top. Rose to the top. Rose to the top. <laughs> All right. So, um, <clears throat> I've been watching Succession. Uh, it's the best show on television. It's not even damn close how good that show is. Um, Compared to Rose to the Top, though, come on. <laughs> I hate you, Ryan. <laughs> I, I, I loathe you <laughs> incredibly. Um, so I have, uh, after Jenny and I, because um, we haven't been able to watch this season, we've kind of been binging through it the last two days. Uh, Jenny, Jenny and I binged last year the morning show. And after finishing episode seven yesterday, I can stand on my soapbox and say, this is the worst show I like on television. (laughs) It is. Wait, you binge season two and you, 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 you hate it or you, I hate it. I I hate the show. I I hate the show. I I think it's terrible. (laughs) I think the show is awful. Um, are you up to date, Leo? No, I haven't seen season two yet. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil the big. There's something big that happened, so I won't spoil that. But um, season two, this I will spoil because I think it's something people should know. This show like has a COVID storyline. Uh, and okay. the COVID storyline meaning that the show takes place in January, December, January, February, when COVID is still kind of like taking its effect. Okay. I think it's a little tasteless. We're still in COVID to have a storyline about COVID in your show like i i am under the i'm i am under the the mindset that i don't think anyone should be making anything about covid at right now i think we should just live our lives and use tv and and movies as an escape you know what i mean like mm. we lived through 9-11 it took five years for a movie about 9-11 to happen not a good one but we had that, and then the no, actually no, it was both the same year. United ninety three was really good, but I've only seen that once because of the you know it's a very hard very, watch. Yeah, very heavy. I yeah. don't understand where the showrunner said we're going to bring COVID into it. And guess what, fellas? COVID, in terms of the main plot of the story, still hasn't played a factor to new, the New York crew. So, I assure, I'm sure it will, and I think that's why they're doing it. But I don't, I don't like it. I think it's ridiculous. Um. I think this show has some of the most stupidest characters on television. Outside of Billy Crudup and Pete from the League, um, I don't really <laughs> Pete from the League. Well done, dude. I don't well really <laughs> I don't really like anyone on the show. I think everyone's an idiot on the show and makes idiotic, stupid decisions. Um Yeah, so it's the worst one of the worst shows on television right now, but I still watch right. because I hate I watching. Say, remember, we still have Batwoman on air, so How you how you do <laughs> what you do for Batwoman, I do for the morning show. Like you, fair, fair. you oh, hate that's hate. That's hate. Yeah, yeah. Like I, 
sorry. Like, and then yeah, there, when when you see where this season goes, Leo, I think you'll be off too. Um, uh, now we go to the movies. Uh, I saw the last. Let's duel. all go to the movies. Yes. So <laughs> I've obviously been seeing a lot. Um from like press screenings and like regular stuff and festivals. So I went through festival stuff like two weeks ago, so I won't bore you with that. But I did see um, The Last Duel, the Ridley Scott film uh, with uh, Adam Driver, uh, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon. It is my number eight film of the year. It is probably my favorite Ridley Scott film since Gladiator. It is excellent. It is so damn good. And Jodie Comer should be nominated for an Academy Award. She is she gives probably my second favorite performance of the year after Kristen Stewart. She is incredible in that movie. Um, I saw Army of Thieves, that Zack Snyder prequel spinoff thingy. Yeah, I saw it on Netflix. Yeah, it, it's terrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Zack Snyder didn't direct it; he produced it. But um, it's very boring. It's about two hours and ten minutes for no reason. It's very very boring. I don't recommend it at all. Um, he just, since he just produced it, are we going to find there's like a Snyder cut out there somewhere or are we safe? Oh, the hashtag I started already. There we go. Thank <laughs> <you for> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I saw Finch, the Tom Hanks movie that just came out on Apple TV. Uh, ah. Not as bad as I thought it would be. I cried like a baby at the end. Oh. Um, I saw Nine Days, which I when I tell Leo the premise, it's going to interest him. When I tell Ryan the premise... Hey. He has no. He will probably have no interest. So nine days is essentially you have Winston Duke. He interviews people or quote unquote souls that will be approved to go into a body and be born. Oh, I, I, I I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's really really good. I it, it's like, it's, like, it's like about reincarnation, life after death type of thing, right? Not necessarily. Or, or- it's it's it. it's about yeah. it's essentially souls vying to be born. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Through an interview process, so it's like a job interview type of thing. And is, is it does it look like beachy, like yeah, uh, yeah, ethereal, yeah. ethereal, right? Yeah. Okay. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, I saw last night in Soho. Um, I thought it was good. Doesn't deserve the flack it's getting, but I it has third act problems. Um. Oh, I was really looking forward to seeing that one. That one has some heavy, heavy actors. <laughs> the first two acts are incredible. Like for me, it was yeah. actually my favorite Edgar Wright film until the last act. That's when okay. it kind of falls off. But the first That's act fair. is incredible. Um, I saw Bonnie and Clyde for the first time. Ooh, which hmm. it's great. I don't know why I waited so long. It's really incredible. Um, I saw, you know me, I love horror guys. I saw this movie called Thirteen Fanboy. Wait, how is it spelled? Is it like number 13, the word 13? No, no. So you guys know that the Friday 13th is still kind of under that lawsuit situation, so you can't really make a new one. So this is actually directed by one of the stars of Friday 13th Part 5. And 13 is actually the number 13, like, and the the poster is actually the kind of like the original poster of Friday the 13th. Not the original poster, but the original credits in the Uh movie. Um. The movie's terrible. Okay. It has a lot of alums from all the Friday Thirteenth movies, and it's like they forgot that they were actors. <laughs> <laughs> I, or, or, or is it that they were they had good directors before, and now they don't? No, I've seen all these Friday Thirteenth movies. Not all of them are not good directors. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty awful. I had a great time with it though because I love bad horror movies. And then the last three I wanted to touch on was I saw Spencer again. 
Um, and I'm going to watch it again next week. Kristen Stewart gives probably it's it's probably up there with Ledger and Joaquin as my two my three favorite performances of the last twenty one years. That's all. That's all I got to say. Kristen Stewart is fucking incredible, and if she doesn't sweep the season, there's something wrong. Um, I saw King Richard, the the Venus and Serena yeah, movie. Venus, Will Smith, right? Yeah. Very good movie. Um, it it does have the sports movie trope, but it's very much a film that is a family drama more than anything and will smith is going to win his oscar and it's going to be a career oscar i think he's very good but i don't think he's like transcendent it's, it's not as bad it's not his best work no it's not i think pursuit of happiness um yeah, that's, that's probably i think that's probably his dad ali i think those are probably his two fa- best performances um hancock yes hancock ryan hancock um but i think he's He's good enough to win seeing his competition, and I think he deserves an Oscar anyway because they are. They, I feel like he's overdue, so I'm perfectly fine with that. The movie could win Best Picture, but it's not going to because the last movie that I'm going to talk about is is Belfast, um, which oh yeah, which is going to win Best Picture, and I don't think when I said it's a lot clearer this year than most years, I do not see anything beating Belfast. Really, nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> It is oh, – what's the perfect way to look at it? I don't want to disrespect Roma, but it, it's like an uh, Irish version of Roma, but I was much more entertained by Belfast than I was Roma. Okay. Is it um, – I, I, I guess I don't know too much about it. it it's, a, it's not a foreign film though, right? It's all English? No, no. It's in all English. Kenneth Branagh directed it, uh, wrote and directed it. It's basically a pseudo a biopic of his life growing up in Belfast. So. And I I was very hesitant because of all the best picture hype that I had um, when I when I went to my screening last week. But the movie really really hit. It's essentially a coming of age story. Um, it's a, the year of kids because Jude Hill plays Buddy, who is who is uh, Kenneth Branagh, and he is incredible in it. Judy Dench is fantastic in it. She has probably her and and Clarion Hines. Assyrian Hines have such they play the grandparents and they have such a fun but emotional take. Then we have I I joked and listen, I say this in joking fashion because I know how talented Kristen Stewart has been for years. But it's so weird that this is the year we're gonna get the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey and the girl from Twilight getting Oscar nominations. <laughs> Cause Jamie Dornan <laughs> is so good in this movie. He's really, really good. And then Katarina Katrina Balfi, I think she's winning the Oscar for supporting actress. Yes! Ooh, my so, oh my God. All right. All right. So I can tell you this story. So I leave the movie and then Jenny's like, so how was it? And I'm like, I'm telling her the same thing I told you guys. And I'm like, yeah, but I really like Katrina Balfi, but I haven't seen her in anything. And then she's like, babe, she's the main lead of Outlander. And I'm like, yes, she is. I'm like, oh, no wonder people were talking about her after the press screening. Like, oh my god, this is like the best thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, she is so good, Leo. And there's oh, a, and you know, their Outlander fans are gonna go in droves for oh, her. Oh yeah, movie. there's a dance. There's a, a final dance sequence at the end of the movie that is like it hit my heart. The final 15 minutes I... of the movie, it makes you cry of happiness, cry of like sadness, cry of like just brings you to tears. It it's such oh, a feel good. Oh, oh. It's a very much a feel good movie, and I think oh. it's it's the quintessential 
um, Best Picture winner. So I. That's amazing. And then Kenneth Braun is a Marvel alum, so it would be back to back Marvel alum, Best Picture, uh, and Best Director winners. Be- because that leads into the discussion we're about to have about <laughs> about Marvel's The Eternals or Marvel's Eternals. Um, can I say I told you so <laughs> in terms of the yeah. divisiveness? And, and, and it's funny because I and it's you do absolutely you called this a year ago, <laughs> and um and it's and it's exactly what it feels like. Like I don't see why it's getting hated on. Nope. Like I don't understand it. Like. like Nomadland looked epic, looked fantastic, visually fantastic. The story was dope. Like I didn't hate Nomadland, and I know I guess it's not for everybody, but I guess that's what we have to say for for this. It's it's not for everybody. So, from someone that loved Nomadland, and I love Chloe's direction, I think I think the movie has problems. I think the movie definitely has problems, and we'll get into it. But I think in terms of, like, it does capture a lot of Chloe's eye because she does shoot in the real world. Her her real-world shots, it feels like you're not on a green screen. It actually mm-hmm. does feel like, hey, you're you're near this volcano. You're so on and so forth. Like, when the, some of the scenes with beaches look so gorgeous. Um, but... But I think the movie misses because it is way too long. It also has way too much exposition, which is very okay, unlike. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. It's unlike a Chloe Zhao film that has that much uh, exposition. There is a lot of there. Now I want to say a lot of, but there are some interesting idiotic character choices that I do want to get into right now. So if anyone that hasn't seen it, um. Just fast forward, because uh, I do want to talk to the guys about this. So, number one, I think Kuman and Johnny is fantastic in this movie, but I think he makes the stupidest decision out of any character I've seen in a Marvel movie in a very long time. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Ooh, stupidest decision. I don't know. I can't pinpoint what you're going to say. Yeah, so, so, you know Icarus makes this... So, Icarus turns out to be the big bad of the movie, but... yeah. You know how powerful he is. You know that as they will only be able to defeat him as a team. You don't agree with his methods, but you say, "I'm good. I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna go back to acting. I'm good. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna help you guys." Like, is that not stupid? Do you guys? Did, I I really had a problem with that. I, I thought it was selfish. I thought it was super selfish. Um, yeah. I didn't. So I thought. I thought he didn't. I thought he'd agree. I thought he agreed with with with. Uh, with oh, Icarus. you're right. You're like, right. You're right. You're right. He 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 agrees. I think he agreed with Icarus, but didn't want the world to end either, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah he agrees where Icarus is coming from. He agrees with his point of view. He just doesn't agree how Icarus went about to do it. Um, but I think that's why he backs off. He's like, listen, I'm not going to fight you guys, even though I disagree with you. Um, and I'm definitely not going to fight Icarus because you know, I agree with him. <laughs> yeah, pretty lame, especially for a character I love the whole movie. Ryan, what do you think? No, I agree with you guys. You guys said it best. <laughs> I have nothing to add there. Um, I'm, What else? What else did I really didn't? I thought um, the actual what, what are those things? The deviants? 
Oh, the yeah. Deviants, yeah. Some of the worst Marvel CGI they've ever done. It did look pretty hokey, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, at, a, at a few times I thought I was looking at like a weird-ass Demi-Gorgon slash Transformer combination. Yeah, I didn't really like didn't really like that at, at all. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I did like Gemma Chan as Cersei. Yes. I think Yo, she was fantastic. She so good. I, I got to say, um, never in a million years with a Rob Stark hook up with a Cersei. But um, <laughs> hey, that, that that's just the world we're living in, 2021. Bravo, bravo, sir! Good job on that one. Um, I'll I'll keep going once we get into more of your general thoughts. But Leah, what do you think? Uh, overall, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, I do think that similar to you, the exposition. I think it was a lot of exposition. I think it was a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. I think. I agree. Um, I think that that's honestly, at the end of the day, I think that's where this came down to is like it followed the Marvel formula, right? So you can't blame the formula, but it followed the Marvel formula like with the characters that no one really knows about or cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Guardians 1 did it, right? They did the same thing. They introduced us to a whole new cast, but Guardians was a lot more like fun <laughs> than yes. this was. So if you're going to do this where you're going to introduce a whole new group of people, you have to, like, give us some fun, not just beat us down with doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I got a, a full movie on Sama Hayek's Ajax, I think it would have been fun. I think if a whole movie on on, on Gemma, Gemma Chan's um, – I'm basing on her name – on um, uh, Cer- Cersei. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think we're gonna get a movie on Dane Whitman's Black Knight. Like, I think that there was too much stuff going on, and I think that's where this movie had problems. I think that it gave some some people more screen time that they should have had. It gave not enough screen time to some characters that should have had it. Um, and then, yeah, the hopping around from like timeline to time, time frame to time frame to time frame. I kind of think it had a little bit of some spacing issues as yeah, well. Yeah, editing was it's very it- choppy here. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst MCU movie ever. No, right? no, not at all. Not at all. Mid-tier Marvel. Yeah, yeah for me, yeah, it's mid, it's still lower tier for me, but not like in the bottom like three or anything like that. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking because like you know when this comes when this comes up whenever whenever we have a new MCU movie, clearly you start putting it like, what would I rather watch right now, Eternals or Ant Man and the Wasp? I pick Eternals. Eternals. <laughs> Or Captain Marvel one, I'll go Eternals. Like it's not, it's not the worst movie. I yeah. think still other movies that I would be like, nah, this is a little bit weaker than this was. Um, but I don't care about any of the characters as much as I care about Tony Stark or you know Thor. Yeah, agreed. Ryan, what about you? Didn't care is the perfect words. There was nothing I really cared about throughout the entire movie except for the fact that it was a Marvel movie. Honestly, like that's what kept me in my seat. Uh, not that it was a bad movie by any touch of imagination. Um, I just did like there was nothing that made me go, Oh, ooh. I will like, say, was- I will say, right. Um, I agree with you there. I think when we got Iron Man, we immediately fell in love with RDJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't want to hear that Marvel has never introduced us to characters we didn't care about. Because let's be fucking honest. No one cared about Iron Man before 2008. Yeah, yeah. And, say, and we just got Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was another Perfect. character we got, we got introduced to. Another origin story. Yep. I agree 1,000%. So the fact that we people are saying, oh, the Eternals, you know, just because it's new characters. I'm like, no, that's not it no. at all. This is no, I, I, I will say this, that um, you know how you usually can pick out like what scenes you remember the most from a movie? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Internals, the biggest moments I had w- had to do with Dane Whitman and the mentions of like the Ebony Blade, the mentions of his uncle. Like for me, that was the big part of the movie. And in that sense, then, yeah, it's not a good movie if the biggest highlights I have have nothing to do with the main plot of the movie. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, ba- the and the post credits. And the post credits, exactly. Like, if you think of like, what was the biggest moment in Avengers One? Oh, it's that pan around scene when they all have like they finally come together as the Avengers. That mm-hmm. has to do with the movie. But if I'm exactly. more excited, if I'm more excited for an Easter egg, slight little nod of where the MCU can potentially go in the future, you didn't really do a good job of building it to like sentimental ties. Mm-hmm. But again, to Chloe Zhao's credit, it's a lot of characters for her to try to do that. She to. did the best she could, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some rumors rumbling right now. I don't know how accurate it is, but I'll mention it just because we're having the conversation that she, after she won the Oscars, when they began editing on the movie, and she played her card with all of the right to do, she just won the Oscar um, in terms of the editing of the movie. So I think that made there. You know, we'll eventually find out if that's true or not. But I think she put her foot down on certain things in the movie when it comes to the editing and stuff like that on stuff think, that was uh, left in and left out i think dave i think i told you this offline i would love to see her handle one of the properties that's already established so do i because mm-hmm. oh my gosh she can like i said other than denny denny villeneuve, villeneuve i don't think I, I can't think of someone else that makes it feel that grand and epic other than you know like the legend well but like well i agree dude what about just give her eternals too because I think Eternal 2 is going to be so much better because there's not going to be so much exposition. Exposition. You're totally right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. yeah like, and now we have Black Knight coming into Eternals 2. I, and then I guess Blade is going to be in Eternals 2 if it happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to we're gonna get a lot there. Uh, one more thing before we get into the post credit that I didn't like that I want to get your thoughts on. Um, while I like Leah McHugh as Sprite, I think she, Sprite was one of my favorite characters in there, along with... Uh, there's so many characters. This is like Game of Thrones. You don't remember everyone's names. It is. It uh, is. That, that's a problem. Exactly. Like, I would have been cool with maybe, like, three of the characters that we follow along, but it's too many. Brian, like, Tyree, um, and Henry. What is the character's name? Wait. Um, Fastos. Fastos. Is... I, Brian, Tyree, okay. Henry. I, I loved him. I loved him. Yeah. He was probably up there as one of my favorites because – he moved on. He created. He had a family with his husband. Yeah. He has a son, and I love their dynamic together. I thought it was sweet. I really liked their mm-hmm. dynamic. So he was one of my favorite characters. But the sprite stuff, like bro, she tries to kill Cersei, and Cersei's like at the end of the movies. All right, you can be here. Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. There's, no, there's no consequence for stabbing me. Yeah, none at all. Well, you can look at it this way: losing her uh, eternalness is also kind of. Uh, I know it's what she wanted, but punishment. You mean? Yeah, but I'm saying that's punishment, but it's also what she wanted at the same time. So, what do you one think? Way to look at it. Uh, one last, one last question before we move on to the post credit. What do you guys think of all the DC references? 
I loved it, dude. Mm-hmm. I thought it was first off that little boy that you just mentioned, um, uh, Fasto's son. Yeah, like kudos to him. He's rocking a Bulls jersey when we first meet him. He's reading Star Wars stuff when we go into the house. He references Superman. I'm like, this kid's amazing. This yep. kid knows everything he's supposed to know. He is us, essentially. He's, he's, he's a us. Deadpool right now. He yep. knows everything outside the world. <laughs> and then we get the two post-credit cool. scenes. Um, yeah, so let's get to the first one because uh, my theater gasped because... Mm-hmm. I don't think they've seen Harry Styles' work because he has been in good movies. Um, yeah, he has, right? So you are the Marvel guru, Mr. Leo. Yes. Can you yes. tell everyone <laughs> why? Can, can you tell everyone why they got a beautiful person like Harry Styles to play Thanos' brother? Yeah, so it's actually really cool. So Eros or Star Fox, who he also gets known as in the in the comics, he's like he is supposed to be the god of love, god of beauty, god of sex. Like, that's the thing that in, in the comic book, Star Fox is just sex. He, um, he has the power to affect people's sexual libidos, um, even to a point where there's like multiple storylines where he gets accused of rape because he can get people in the mood even when they're not in the mood. Um, but yeah, Harry Styles as Eros, I think, is amazing casting. He's He's a good-looking kid. I think that's a that yeah that that's a great great choice for for Eros. As Who is what is that character he's with? Oh, Pip. So Pip is a troll. Definitely, it's, it's like a little mini sidekick for Star Fox. I don't know if he was like introduced like immediately when because I think Star Fox and Thanos were both introduced at the same time. Um, before Thanos ever had anything with the Infinity Gauntlet, anything like that, he was just. You just introduced both these characters. Star Fox looks how Eternals are supposed to look. Beautiful human beings, fit, like pristine, like humanistic. And Thanos is supposed to look like a mutant. He's supposed to look like deformed, ugly, bigger than the rest of them. Um, And Pip, I think, is just like a little... I don't know too much about Pip. I just know that he is like a sidekick character to Star Fox. But he's not a Titan or anything like that, right? No, 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 Pip okay. is not a Titan. Cool. See, this is why this is why you are the guru. You know everything here. Um, what do you think, Rai, of the the cameo? Nice. I uh, I'm all for it. Like I pop. So what I'm hoping for, we're eventually gonna get the Avengers meeting Star Fox, right, Leo? That's what I'm thinking. Between Star Fox and like you know, because where he because Star Fox is. He doesn't have anything special as far as extra powers. He's not more powerful than Thanos, okay? Like, Thanos is still top dog, um, but he has a lot of knowledge about the celestial world. Um, With his addition to the crew, and I know that now we're getting, um, oh my gosh, Adam over in the Guardians of the Galaxy world. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone has to meet in this crate. I think that's going to be that the, the final fight against the celestials i think is going to be the end of this chapter um so you think the eternals are much more much more important than people are thinking right now yeah so i think eternals coming so i think that you know at the end of the movie with you know spoilers when arisham says you know we're gonna judge mankind and then come back and see what happens i believe that's gonna be kind of like how the galactus thing comes into play where galactus comes back to like overtake the world and and consume it um, I think the Celestials, as a threat, are going to be much, much larger. 
Um, I think the multiverse war thing that's happening with like Doctor Strange, Wanda, I think that's one of the fights that's going to happen with Kang. But I think the Celestials thing is going to come to bite us in the ass like in two years. I see it because if you remember, Loki was the first kind of quote unquote big bad while Thanos was just waiting in the wings type of thing. So I, 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 I dig where you're going with that. I can, and it kind of sets up the future very well. Um, and then the second one is we get Black Knight and then oh my gosh. we get a so voice o- cool. voiceover that I can say maybe anyone that's a cinephile or watches things that are not comic book related knew who it was. Yes. My theater had yes. no idea who that was. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Mahershala Ali in his first, I guess, credited appearance as Blade. Uh, Ryan, did you know that was Mahershala Ali? No. <laughs> uh, Leo, did you know that was Mahershala? So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Because it wouldn't. I was thinking comic oh, I get laughed I at, like, but Leo doesn't. That's bullshit. <laughs> <No>. I was <laughs> going to laugh at Leo, too. But Leo has seen Wait. Moonlight and Green Book, so. Yes, yes. Also true. Yes, I know. Uh, Mahershala. So the reason I didn't think it was Mahershala was because I'm like, wait, Blade doesn't come into play with Black Knight, does he? So I'm like, it wouldn't make sense for Blade to talk to, to Black Knight. Um, so I, I got, I kind of like fooled myself out of it. I'm like, it can't be Marshall Ali because Blade doesn't have anything to do with Black Knight. Um, and then I found out I was wrong. Blade has a lot to do with Black Knight. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, it was Marshall Ali. Awesome, Ryan. Uh, when you found out it was Blade, does it excite you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah. although he's one of those characters that needs the Marvel treatment. Yes, um, <laughs> I agree 100% with you. I Do you think they're bringing Dracula in to this Blade War universe? Oh, I don't know, because that's actually one of the bigger storylines that Black Knight and Blade have together. So, so I that's don't what know. I, like, I, didn't, I don't know anything about them working together, but I would assume if they are going to be working together that we're going to get Dracula. It has to be. And I hope he looks exactly like he did in Blade Trinity. <laughs> I know Ryan loves that movie, so. I will talk about it. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan, please. That's a perfect segue to End Eternals. Let's get, <laughs> let's get into it. We are here to finish off this week's podcast with a little look at Marvel villains. Um, we originally were going to do top five and five, but then I decided to do ten and ten for the exact reason that we all are about to say. How hard was this list for you guys, Leo? That was so much fun. <laughs> but it was difficult, and we had to limit it to five worst villains. I, I couldn't do it. Ryan, what about you? Um, Worst was actually was fun for me. Best was easy. Um, yeah, no, this was a fun list. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's start off. I think let's start off with best, because yes, I think we're going to have I a agree. lot of fun with worst. I had an idea. Why don't we do like the bottom five of each and then do the top five of each? Uh, no, because I think we're going to have a lot of fun with worse. I think we're probably going to spend more time with worse than we are with best. Okay. All right, cool. I have a feeling we're probably going to have the same 10 for best, except for like maybe one or two, but I think worse is going to be all over the place. So I'll start it off because I probably will not have the same 10 as you guys. I actually try to be a little different here. So I'll start with my number 10. And so before, while you guys are listening, it is... Not just the MCU, it is the entire Marvel Universe. Yeah. So it opened up a lot of doors here. So my number 10 is Hela from Thor Ragnarok. Nice! Okay. 
So, oh, well done. I thought I was going to be the only one to have her. So nope, I, you're not. I think she is, and you guys may disagree on this, but I think she is the most underrated villain in the entire MCU because no one talks yeah. about her as a top-tier MCU villain. They always talk about the same three or four people. But she has depth to her character. She has a reason to do what she does. And Kate Blanchett is fucking badass as Hela. Like I love every scene she's in in Thor Ragnarok. So yeah, that's my number 10. My number 9 is actually very new to the MCU because they this could have gone really wrong after what happened in Iron Man 3, but I actually went with the Mandarin as my number 9. Oh, that's cute. So, I give it to you. So the reason you love I, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I went with it is like I think the best villains are those who we can emphasize with and then you see right away why the Mandarin does what he does. The entire introduction to Shang-Chi is allows us to understand where exactly he is coming from and what motivates him. And I think that transitions through the entire film. And I think that really worked well for me. Number seven, I hope this is on Leo's list. I'm not sure it's going to be on Ryan's list, but um, because he's so great on succession, I had to give him some love. William Stryker. Oh, Stryker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's an absolute piece of shit in X2. Like, absolute shithead. He doesn't... And what he... And no one talks about it this enough, but what he does to his son is downright awful. Um, it, it, so, in the comics, is he this vicious and assholey, or is he worse? I never read the storyline. The whole, like, love, love... God loves, man kills storyline. I, mm-hmm. I never read it. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's terrible in the movies. Num- and then number six for me is um, he's progressively gone down on my list because I don't even think he's a villain anymore, and that's Loki. But he does deserve credit for handling the first phase of the MCU to being the baddie of the first phase of the MCU. But he is mm-hmm. just a overall great character at this point. I don't really consider him a, that much of a villain anymore. He's not. But uh, credit needs to be given for that first phase because he got us through and led us to Thanos. So I gave a lot of credit to Loki for that. So yeah, it's my 10 through 6. Ryan, we'll go with you here. Or Leo. Go ahead, Leo. Or or me, yeah. yeah. So my number 10. So it's funny. Um, I debated with, with, uh, with Mandarin Wenwu. Um, I actually have him as my honorable mention. So I have okay. Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home, and I have Wenwu or Mandarin um, the main villain in Shang-Chi as my number number 11, I guess. My number 10, I actually gave love to um, a villain. So villains that are successful should get named, right? If you did what you wanted to do, like, you're a good villain. Ooh. So my number 10 is actually Kingpin from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I the was thinking about it. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Killed Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I was very much thinking about it, but I ended up not going with it. That's a very good one, yeah. Leo. When you named Andrew, and I was like right there. I was like, ooh, I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But my tiebreaker was the fact that he viciously pounded Peter Parker and killed him. He was probably um, thinking like, dude, I killed Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Where the fuck are all these people coming from? Where are all these Spider-Men coming from? Like, what, what more do I have to do? I <laughs> just killed Spider-Man. Uh, but another villain that was successful and they wanted to what they wanted to do is my number nine, 
hella Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, she did she win. She destroyed. She, she took over Asgard. They had to literally destroy Asgard so that she wouldn't rule it. That's the only way to beat her. But she won. She did everything she set out to do. She may have gotten killed, maybe, at the very end. Maybe. We don't know that. Maybe. We yeah. don't know that. Surtur did stuff, but Hela was successful. She beat Thor. She beat Loki. She beat everyone that put up. they put up against her. She killed multiple people. Hela was successful. Yeah, she's my number nine. Um, my number eight is someone that I think you guys are going to have much higher on the list. Someone that has potential to get higher on the list, depending on what happens in the new Spider-Man movie. But my number eight is uh, Alfred Molina. Oh, man. He is a lot. He's a lot higher on my list. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you guys know how there's no love really between me and the same in the Raimi movies. Uh, I do think that Molina's performance as Dr. Octopus is amazing. So I'm also not an idiot. Like, he's a fantastic villain in the movie. Enough so that they're really making him a big face for the new movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Dr. Octopus, I, I I can't put him any lower than that. That's no. But my number seven is um, is actually someone that I just, I think is another villain that I connected with. Maybe they weren't successful in what they originally wanted, but it's Batman. <laughs> so Vulture uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, that's all definitely on my list too. Yeah, because that's just something about the way, and even if it comes down to that one line when he turns back and when he's driving Peter to the prom, that menacing threat about him killing him and everyone he loves, and it really running down chills through your back. It's like, ooh, this 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 is a villain. This is scary. Um, and I think we're doing one more, right, Dave? Yep. Uh, number six. Number six. And my number six is um, another Sam Raimi villain. The OG Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. Um, I'm giving him my number six spot. He was one of the original Marvel villains. I mean, before the MCU, there was Dafoe. Um, And Green Goblin is one of the most iconic villains in Spider-Man lore, period. Um, And honestly, just Willem Dafoe's face looks exactly how Green Goblin's supposed to look. I don't even know. That was actually that was actually in my list originally, but then I decided to throw love to Striker. So, but yeah, I'm glad I'm because I had a feeling you guys were gonna have it, so I knew he was gonna get love somewhere. But that's a great that's a great start, uh, Ryan. What about you? All right, number ten, Hella, for the reasons you guys said. Number oh, no. nine, Green Goblin, for the reasons Leo said. <laughs> <laughs> and number eight is gonna go on that same train because Doc Ock, the original, for the same reasons Leo said. Oh, shoot, nice. And number seven, uh, the Winter Soldier. I know he turns out to be a good guy, but he was a good villain in uh, the movie. And six? And six, Striker. Oh, good. I'm not oh, the only one. Wow. That's great. Oh, That's great. Uh, yeah, go- no, you you said it perfectly. He, he was the perfect asshole. Go uh, go five through two since we don't so we don't take your shine. Uh, number five, Vulture. Nice. Batman comes back. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Killmonger. Oh, interesting placement, right? Uh, okay. Um, no, nah, I'll let you guys say it better because you guys will uh, have him higher, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> as much as he's not a heel anymore, I had to put him on the list and high because he did do phase one justice. He was such a great villain. You, one of those guys you couldn't help but to love no matter how bad he is, Loki. 
And that's cool. Like he deserves to be on the list. I just he's he's definitely gone down substantially because of what he is now. Yeah. And speaking of kind of a tweener by the end, Magneto. Oh, good man. So yeah. that's your number two. Yeah, he was such a great menace. Uh, oh my god, why am I forgetting the actor's name? Michael Fassbender and Ian McCullen. Well, Ian McCullen, thank you. Yeah. So for uh, yo, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, he portrayed so well in that first one, and then the slow face turn throughout the entire series was so well done. And he was a bad guy you couldn't help but to feel for. For sure. And they did that so well. So for me, um, my number five is Vulture as well. Uh, Kind of the same reasons you guys mentioned. I think he had reasoning to do what he did. Essentially, Tony Stark and the Avengers kind of stopped his biggest money-making project at the beginning of Spider-Man Homecoming, he had like no choice but to do that. Uh, number four, I have Magneto, but I have both Fastbender and McCullen. Yeah, because- I have both yeah, as well, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. just using. Oh, okay, yeah, example. because they are t- everything they do is perfection in every single, even the bad movies. They are all mm-hmm. great at it. Um, I I just love the depth of his character, and I hope Marvel MCU gets it right, and I'm sure they will. Um. I don't know That's how you they can copy and paste. Honestly, like that is something that they don't have to really fuck with the what they did. The only like, thing, know. and I want to get your guys' thoughts. The only thing I hope they touch on more, and first class kind of started doing this, is touch on his backstory more. Leo, mm-hmm. do you do you mm-hmm. agree? Like, I want to know. I mean, it's depressing, but I do want to know about his time in during the Holocaust. I want to know what drove him to become what he eventually became. So yeah, so that's my number f- four. My number three, no, I'm sorry, that's my number five. My number four is Doc Oct for the same. Nice. I, I, I just love his, and I, I love, I understand why he does what he does, but I also love that he was redeemed, the way he was redeemed at the end. And that's a big question mark I have for um, No Way Home. He was redeemed before he died, so yeah. I want to know what, is, what moment in time he comes from. Um, yeah. my number three is Thanos. Um, wow. yeah, you'll, you'll see why. And so essentially Thanos is the big bad of the MCU. Uh, in one snap, he literally erased the known universe from existence. The buildup from Thanos pretty much ran the entire MCU for 10 years and it paid off beautifully. But my number two is, I said my list was unique. My number two goes in a direction where um he is one of the most grounded villains in the entire Marvel universe. He is in the MCU per se, but he's not in a movie. This is one of the best performances by a person in this entire MCU universe. My number 2 is Wilson Fisk from Daredevil. Oh wow. Nice. I think Vincent D'Onofrio gives probably the outside of my number one gives the best performance of a villain in this entire universe. I think if it wasn't for season three, I he wouldn't even he would probably be lower on my list. But season three of Daredevil, especially the fight at the end with him and Daredevil, is one of the best Marvel moments I've ever seen, and yep. his performance throughout just makes me want to see him. And the reason also I, I have him in is because we know he's going to be in the MCU films. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just doing the inevitable. So that is my number <laughs> preemptive, two. Preemptive, 
Compton. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> um, so that's my number two. Uh, Leo, what's your five through two? Uh, so it's funny. It's, it's same names, just different locations, right? <laughs> so uh, my number five is Bucky as the Winter Soldier. Um, nice. And it's funny because like that unstoppable T-1000 villain, right? Because that's what he is. He's like this unstoppable force that you try to fight and you can't beat. Um, and I think that's what Taskmaster tries to be in Black Widow, but it's just not as believable as Bucky as the Winter Soldier. Oh, we're going to talk about that um, soon. But yeah, so I think that that's, that's uh, I think that in that movie, he was a perfect villain. Um, whether or not he was like the main villain because of like, you know, Alexander Pierce, whatever. But I do think like the threat that he did, the fact that he could take on everyone in that team and beat them by himself. Because I think eventually, like he, yeah, he pretty much defeats everybody on the Avengers. Um, my number four is again another. I love, I love the, the the way that Ryan put it. It's Loki, even though where we are now, he's a much more like anti-hero, redeemed type character. Um, he was like Tom Hiddleston when he was on the screen as the villain Loki. He still demanded attention, like after Thor one and credit scenes. Then we go into the Avengers one. Like you wanted to see what the heck happened with Loki enough to the point where Marvel has now given him his own series. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, my number three is whether it's Fassbender or whether it's McKellen, it's Magneto. Um, I do agree completely that I want to see more. It's, it's funny because like in the comic books, the man is the age of Ian McKellen with the body of Fassbender. So it's like, it's tough to have that in real life. Um, but I want to see more of this physical Magneto, this physical like force, like Fassbender did, and I also want to see like the the heartbreak and the fantastic just like, emotional toll that it has, like McKellen did. Um, but I think Magneto is a character that they did really really well, and I can't I can't wait to see what the MCU does with him. Um, my number two is also a more grounded villain. Uh, I didn't go the way of uh, of Wilson Fisk, but I did go to the the villain makes you think they're right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most dangerous things a villain can do. With Magneto, you sympathize. Because people are being ostracized. They're being persecuted. You understand why he is the way he is. With Eric Killmonger and Black Panther, the same thing happened. You agree. You understand why he's making these decisions. He's kicked out of Wakanda. He has no idea what his dad did. Um, his people in, in that movie, not understanding really, like, did the villain really, was there really a villain or were there just two opposing views? Um, and then my number, I guess my number one we'll go into. I think, I'll, start to, I'll, start, I'll, I'll start it off and then we go back. Yeah, yeah, I think you and Ryan will have the same one. Yeah, I think yeah so my too. number one is the villain that, again, he did what he said he was going to do, <laughs> <laughs> and that thing that that alone, like yeah, like you had to you you had to go back in time to undo what he did. Um, Thanos in Avengers: Infinity War, I think, uh, yeah, I think Killmonger set the foundation for this world where like they're sympathetic villains, and then Thanos just knocked it out of the ballpark. Damn, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just, it's somehow killing half of everything makes sense. <laughs> Ryan. Thanos as well, for all the reasons Leo said. God damn it, Leo, stop taking the word. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. He, he, no, he was the perfect villain for this 
entire phase of Marvel, everything um, that he like the lead in, the slow burn. You know, like Dave, we talk, we're wrestling fans. We talk about slow burn sometimes, and this was such a well done slow burn storyline with Thanos. You know, from you know, sometimes I do things myself, and that and all that, the post credit scenes, and just the mentionings here and there, and then we finally get them, and it was just awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, me it's like for me it's like a three way tie with Fisk, Thanos, and my number one. So my number one is Killmonger. Um, I I love the ground the how grounded Eric Killmonger is, and I love the duality with him and T'Challa. Eric is essentially everything T'Challa isn't. He's vengeful, he's bitter, and he's deeply isolated. And then while his methods might be villainous to the eye, I think his message is compelling. Like you look at like where he comes from. He grows up in Oakland. He doesn't grow up in Wakanda. He he basically lives to and mourns generations of injustice to the black community, and he sees um what power Wakanda has with the vibranium, and he wants that to he wants to bring that to the black community outside of Wakanda. Everything he does, his motives are grounded and they make sense. He makes you realize. He makes you sit there and be like, yeah, why don't they share their vibranium with people. So, and essentially at the end of the movie, he does win because T'Challa and Shuri do go to Oakland and they pretty much show everyone who they are as well. So I do think that he does get what he wants in the end too, in terms of, you know, winning. So that's my number one. Now in the words of Anakin Skywalker, this is where the fun begins. <laughs> I got um, a bad feeling about this. Um. So, <laughs> worst Marvel villains. I really try to stay away from the MCU as much as possible. So I do have MCU villains. I have a uh, one, two. I don't know. I actually do end up with like five MCU villains, but not my. I have t- one. I have my top three are not MCU villains. Um, Ryan, we're gonna start with you since you did not have fair shot the last time. Yes, I, I like that. I like that piece. All right, Abomination was my number ten. Ooh, ooh, he's so much higher for me. I fucking hate Abomination because of. Oh, I hate him too. There, there's no, there's nothing redeeming about anything on this list. <laughs> um, uh, I, only uh, Mert listeners get this. This is uh, my Paul Bearer of everything. This entire he's list. Easy, Paul Bearer is. Paul Bearer is great. Treasure. He's a treasure. Paul Bearer heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what that is, go check out me in that roundtable podcast. Um, number nine, Deacon first from Blade. Deacon Frost oh, from Blade. Deacon Frost, I hate that man. <laughs> Deacon Frost is awesome. You guys are nuts. <laughs> I, I, I I mean that sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Uh, just terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, number eight, I'm going to butcher this. Melikith from Dark World. Um, just forget about most forgettable villain of all of the MCU. So, ended up on the list for that main reason. Number seven, we alluded to this earlier, Dracula. <laughs> um, uh, what the fuck was that? Bravo, bravo. And number six, 
Deadpool from X-Men Origins because you how the fuck do you fuck it up that bad? How why do you sew his mouth shut and give him laser eyes? I'm shocked he's not higher. That is so low. Yeah, that is very low, Ryan. You are, I can't wait to see the rest of your list then. All right. <laughs> so for me, my number ten, and I hope he's on Leo's list too. For me, this number ten is mostly because I expected so much more from this villain, and it turned out to be like a big misfire for Marvel. One of Marvel's biggest misfires, and that's Taskmaster and Black Widow. I did not like what they did with that character at all, and I remember Leo was more on it at first, and then after rewatch, he kind of was less... uh, He was harder on it. Uh, Yeah, so that didn't work for me. My number nine, the most... Malachith from Thor to Dark World. I don't even remember his motives. What does he really want? I don't remember. I think... I think he's trying to turn the whole world into darkness. Yeah. So my my number eight is um <laughs> he's not on either of your lists. I think Dormammu from Doctor Strange. Oh no, he's not funny. on my list. He was about to be. It's funny you say that because I was talking to my brother-in-law about this list, like to get some ideas, and he that was his first answer. Dude, <laughs> if you look at it, Doctor Strange really toys with him the entire time he's on screen. It oh, is yeah, no. logic that he gets defeated by logic. <laughs> yep. Uh, my number seven is while I have higher MCU villains on this list, this guy's actually my most hated because he's such a fucking idiot. I have Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy, and it sh- this also shows that um you don't need a good villain to have a top tier Marvel movie because he is absolute oh, garbage. There's nothing redeemable about his character. He and he pisses off thanos why do you want to piss off thanos like <laughs> uh num and then my number six is uh, Br- uh i'm probably butchering his name L- lufay from thor did i say oh, it right L- lofty lofty, lofty. Yeah. i i said it the french way um loki's, loki's dead <laughs> yes the, i i think i love kenneth brana but like everything about thor there's very little that i love and this is definitely not one of them. I hate everything about this guy. So, Leo, take it away. Uh, so honorable mentions, because villains that suck, there are so many. <laughs> but honorable mentions will be Rhino from The Amazing Spider-Man. You love suit. Rhino. You're a liar. You oh, love him. G- G- Giamatti as, in a robot suit as Rhino. No, thank you. Malachi. Are you a fan of the character outside of that movie, or are you just not a fan of the character? Period? Oh, no, I Man, villains. Rhino is super cool. I just don't think that. Okay, like, I was just curious. It, you know, I haven't. Just, seen, that's actually the one uh, Marvel movie I've yet to see is Amazing Spider-Man Two. It's not good. Oh yeah, no. What's funny? There's like I wanted to put all the villains from oh, right, Spider-Man no, here, but no. Um, Rhino because he's wearing a robot suit. That's just that's <laughs> not Rhino. That's a guy in a robot suit. Um, Malekith Thor Dark World, Silver Samurai from the Wolverine, who's again wearing a robot suit. Um, Black Heart from the original Ghost Rider. Okay. And and then I have Deacon Frost. I didn't. He didn't make my top ten because there's worse people than him. But Deacon Frost mainly because Stephen, Stephen Dorf is an asshole. And <laughs> the way the, the way he the way he talks crap about Scarlett Johansson in the MCU, f that guy. He deserves to be on the bottom list of everybody's list. But my number ten is a character i'm not even sure if he played this character i just know it was the main villain in the hulk movie and that the guy had electricity powers played by nick nolte and i think the only villain that that can be is zax 
but it's yeah, the characters. Wait a minute, you're talking about the Eric Bana Hulk movie? Yes, the Eric Bana Hulk movie. Oh man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's so bad, and if you go back, you realize the main villain who is at that in the movie it's Bruce Banner's dad. It's David Banner, um, but he's he turns into this huge electricity monster. Like you know me, bro. If you're making a, if you're gonna make an allusion to a comic book character, at least have it be like accurate. I don't even know if David Banner is supposed to play Zax or not, but I think it, it fits that that's who this would be because Zax is a Hulk villain. That's a huge electricity villain. So, but yeah, um, Nick Nolte's performance as David Banner slash Zax in Hulk. Uh, my number nine, and I guess I just have a thing against electricity because number nine <laughs> is Jamie Foxx. As Electro. Oh, man, you, I forgot Spider-Man about 2. that. I forgot about that. I would definitely remove someone to add him in there. Oh, he's so bad. It's so bad. I, I, I can't wait to see what happens in this, if he comes out in the, into the, into the, uh, in the No Way Home. But Jamie Foxx is a fantastic actor. I don't know what happened with this film. I don't know what happened with his role. He is terrible. Um, my number eight. Again, I don't know who this character is. I think she was supposed to be Mr. Sinister. Maybe she was. Maybe she wasn't. <laughs> Instead, she ends up being, I guess, an alien that has Mr. Sinister qualities. But it is the lovely Jessica Chastain as Vuk in <laughs> Dark Phoenix. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Um, my number seven is a character that I know is very near and dear to Kevin Guzman's heart. <laughs> so when he listens to this podcast in a few months from now, he'll, <laughs> he'll, get, he'll, get, a, he'll get a giggle when I say that. My number seven is the original Doctor Doom from the Fantastic Four two movies. Come on, no, dude. If we when you see worse, when you see what this character can be. And that's the thing. The potential here was lost. Doctor Doom is supposed to be this epic villain. And the way they treated him in these two movies was trash. Um, yeah, I just, I can't, I, I, I hated it because I, I, I also have really, really high hopes for what the villain can do. Um, and they treated him just very poorly in these two movies. He's a, he's, he, the acting wasn't terrible, but they mm. just away a lot of the actual true motivation that doom is supposed to have ryan spoiler alert i wanted to put him on my list but i wanted to be nice and not have him on twice so i oh, only used yeah. i only used him once yeah, um like, and that's what i'm thinking like he was uh, bad leo's leo is 150 percent right though not worse than anything that he just mentioned no but again it's about potential man like doom in the comics like doom is supposed to be top tier and you treated him like a freaking. And I do uh, want. I do uh, want to add. I don't think it. And I am not blaming the casting because at that time that actually wasn't really bad. It was actually decent casting. Yeah. Um, it was just execution. Execution. I totally could not agree more. Uh, and again, number six is another character that's supposed to be like god tier bad, and you made him trash. It is N. Nor Apocalypse. In the X-Men Apocalypse movie. Uh, the casting was freaking fantastic. You got Oscar Isaac in a Marvel movie before the MCU could even get him. The guy was about to blow up. And you treat him terribly. His powers get turned into something like 
I don't even know. He, he controls sand. Is that what he does now? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was something stupid. Yeah, I have uh, Apocalypse is my number six. Uh, we'll run through your five through two. Five through two. Number five is Doctor Doom yet again. Oh, wow. He's but a lot this, lower. <laughs> but this time it is in Ben Forsick. Because if you didn't think it could get worse, it somehow did. A my lot number, worse. <laughs> so much worse. My number four, a character that you saw done correctly in the Netflix Daredevil series. And then you see something done by Colin Farrell that I'm not sure exactly what it was supposed to be. <laughs> but Bullseye in Daredevil. Number three is probably going to be high on both of your lists. It's a, another character that's supposed to be God level, but somehow turns into a giant cloud. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My number three is Galactus in Rise of Silver Surfer. Um, and my number two is a character that I think David liked a little bit more than I did. I don't know exactly where Ryan lands on it, but um, Tom Hardy did this character much better in his own solo film before Topher Grace did something just off the walls ridiculous with Venom in Spider-Man 3. Man, poor guy. <laughs> uh, Ryan, go ahead. All right, my number five, uh, going off what Leo just said, Topher Grace Venom. Because <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, just not even Topher Grace Venom, just the entire Venom symbiote in that movie, from jazz hands on. Just <laughs> what the actual fuck, dude? <laughs> number four, I lumped it from both movies. I don't care. Dark Phoenix. Okay, Ooh, that's like interesting. It. I like that. I like that too. I thought I was gonna get shit for lumping them. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's good. It's bad. No, that you, they they fucked it up twice. They just literally <laughs> messed it up twice. They had a do over and they still messed it. <laughs> Number three, Leo said it perfectly earlier. Apocalypse. <laughs> and number two, a fucking cloud in the sky. <laughs> Galactus. Um, yes. So, my number five is, I like them more than you guys, but I agree he was bad. Topher Grace is Venom. <laughs> there we go. I, um, <laughs> it's not, it's not not funny to watch that movie, though, with him, right? Do you guys get a good oh, laugh? Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's oh, entertaining. No, no. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, my number four is, Leo said it best, this is one of the X-Men's big bad and one of the best actors working today. And we got what we got in X-Men Apocalypse. When I like Dark Phoenix more than I like Apocalypse, you know you fucked up. You know you messed up. Yeah, yeah. Like you had Oscar Isaac. You should be, like, killing this movie. <laughs> Apocalypse, I will say, I've seen every single X-Men movie. And you guys have to. I think Apocalypse has the worst um, sin of it all. It is the most boring X-Men yeah. movie ever. Yep. The yeah. worst part about it is how hype I was for it. Like I Same remember here. in the post credit scene from uh, the Days one of Future Past. Days of Future, Days of Future Past. Past fixed it. It fixed everything. I listen. Days of Future Past. It's one of my favorite comic book movies of all time, and yeah. the hype was real when they said Oscar Isaac. You knew it was bad when he first looked like Ivan Ooze, and they had to go back and fix the CGI. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so right. You're so and right. I forgot to mention. 
this guy's not a real top tier villain, but I do want to give a shout out to in terms of bad in Armin Zola from Captain America: oh, The First Avenger. Yeah, Toby Toby Jones. Yeah. He's essentially Marvel's Krang. If you okay. got if you if you, so if you good. That's if you, so good. If you watch if you Leo definitely knows, but if you guys know Ninja Turtles, look up Mar- Krang and then <laughs> that is Zola. <laughs> um these these top 3 are pretty much the same as everyone. Number 3 is Galactus. Um Cloud. Who thought this is a good idea? I hold on guys. Why you you guys have it out real quick. I want to look up who wrote Fantastic Four Rises of Silver Surfer because Who did write that? Who the hell? Stan Lee was alive. I don't understand what <laughs> like it's not like he's not around. You it know, was a fun cameo. that was a fun cameo in that movie though. I rewatched it for this. That's Just... when I knew he was all about the money. Because bro, you can't come out there and, you know, ask Stan, hey, what do you think? Oh my god. So the writer I am so dis dis disappointed right now. The writer of Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, was the co creator of Twin Peaks, Mark Frost. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so, well, here's the thing. If you told me, hey, you're going to watch the Fantastic Four movie with a Twin Peaks twist, I would have probably been okay with it. I would have been like, I know what to expect from this. Yeah, man, but that was terrible because we that know... we. You talk about... Um, That's terrible. Uh, perception to reality. That is, like, the biggest, like, what the fuck. Uh, number two for me... Is Deadpool from Wolverine? Oh, good man. Leo's yes. fi- Leo's favorite film of all time. Um, Razor eyes. It's been said by many, but nothing is funnier than a guy with the nickname the the Merc with the mouth. Is that what it is? And the guy yep. his mouth is sewed shut for the movie. Of course, makes that sense. Makes perfect makes sense. sense. Uh, that is why Leo loves the uh, Fox Marvel universe. And. Uh, <laughs> My number one is Doctor Doom for Fan Forstick. Good man, good man. I just want to say the reason he topped um uh the the, the the 2005 version and 2007 version of of Doctor Doom is because one, I love the show Nip Tuck, and I yeah. will not throw slander uh that way. Arms, baby. And two, he's literally Doctor Doom for ten minutes and gets killed. I mean, what the? I mean, come on! You're the worst. <laughs> and I, I have a hot take. I think, and the entire movie sucked too. There's that. Well, too. yeah, I have an, an interesting hot take that Leo and I talked about. And friend of the show Kevin will probably listen to this by the time we get the new MCU Fantastic <laughs> Four movie. So he probably will give his take then. <clears throat> Here's my take, and I want to get Ryan's thoughts on it. I think there, Doctor Doom, in terms of like anything outside the comics. And the Fantastic Four comic uh, animated show didn't run too long. I think he maybe one of falls in line with like Boba Fett in terms of overrated. Oh wow, that's such a good take. Because though. he's it is. because he's never been used well on film. The possibility is there. In comics, he's one of the most effective villains that Marvel's ever done, but they can't get him right at all. And I'm sure the MCU will. Whom, you know, we have faith in them, but they just don't get him right. And I think that people have this obsession over the character that doesn't make any sense to me because you can, for me, I love Batman and Leo loves Wolverine for the comics. 
but he's also been effectively used in the animated series. Yeah. And Batman has effectively been used animated series and on film. And Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is one of the most iconic characters in the history of comic book films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctor Doom, they, they don't get right. Like, we see certain characters that have these this this lore and this fan base, and I get it. And then another example is like Leo and I go to Comic Con every year. Mm-hmm. We never see Doc Doctor Doom cosplay. Dude, it was it was tough just finding artwork. I'm like I'm in the middle of geek heaven, and there's no one even drawing the character anymore. I think we may have to we may have to tell Kevin that I went off on Doctor Doom, so he'll listen. So uh, <laughs> Kevin, I still love you, but Doctor Doom is a little bit overrated. Uh now. Yeah. Ryan, I know you have to say number one, so feast on Doctor on uh on Doctor Doom. Yeah, I what Leo said about the first time around, I agree with because when I, when I mean that, I mean you have such an important character and you keep fucking him up, and this was the ultimate. Like, they did right in the first Fantastic Four compared to how they did in this one. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. It's bad. That's bad when you think of it like that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like everyone. Knows, if you listen to this podcast, you know I hate this film with a passion. Um, fan four shit is just that. Um, and like you said, Dave, he's ducked doing for ten minutes and dies, and it's just it's. I just I can't wait for Marvel to have this and just be like, here, here you go. It's like an abused child, that, like abused animal that needs like love right now. And that's exactly what Marvel's about to give it. Yeah, I sincerely watched, and I don't know if you guys did the same. I sincerely watched the, uh, Fantastic Four, Fan Four Stick, and thought that they were going to set up Doom. Not that we were going to get Doom and yeah. they were going to kill yeah. him off in 10 minutes. So, you know, I already hated the movie to begin with, but that one immediately remove this movie from like any any contention of so bad it's good situation yeah like a little yeah. like, 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 a, like a little emo little bitch ass and then he becomes a superhero or a super villain and he dies in 10 minutes like it's this is just a trash yep. just bad. but and... you know what dave it's not as bad as <laughs> my number one worst villain <laughs> i know you hate him weapon 11 from X-Men Origins, Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys did a fan. Yeah, you guys hit it right on the head, man. The character is supposed to be Deadpool. Deadpool's most, like, legendary thing is that he talks a lot of crap. And somehow the, uh, the, the writers thought, hey, you know what? Let's just sew up his mouth, give him Cyclops' powers... Let huge swords come out of his wrist, and everyone will just love it because we're gonna name him Wade Wilson, and people love Deadpool. Um, this was horrible. This was the to me. This was like the the grandest example of why the Fox Marvel movies <laughs> didn't always land. It's because the people writing this material just had no real respect for what the actual comics had to do with it. Like, they just decided, oh, you know what, just, just make this up. Let's just get creative. Let's just, like, stretch our creative like, wings and go nuts. Um, luckily, God bless him, Ryan Reynolds was able to get some kind of control. And he didn't let this go down without a fight. 
and he gave us the movie Deadpool and Deadpool 2. But oh my god, when this came out, bro, tell me that both of you weren't like completely like like just speechless as to what you had just seen. Um, we the same there. Yeah. Well, that decision. <laughs> well, for like, me, I will be fully honest. I went with a girl, so I barely saw the movie. And Ooh. I went back that weekend and saw it because I kind of missed a lot of the Wade Wilson stuff. But when he came out with no, with his mouth zipped, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where the fuck did I miss? Where, where, where's the red suit? Where is like, where, where, where is Deadpool? And then when I saw it again, that opening weekend, I was like, oh man, this is fucking terrible. Like there's nothing, even Hugh Jackman can't redeem this no 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 i'm surprised you follow and then you follow it up with magic adamantium bullets that make you forget your stuff and like <laughs> how did it's not a villain per se but what do we think of gambit in that movie we never talk about that movie uh, so taylor kid it's like i did watch like um oh my gosh, friday night lights afterwards and i'm like now i, li- I really like the, the actor yeah taylor kitch was okay but he's still not gambit you think they're bringing him in now, he's not going to be chanting Tatum. I know that for damn sure. But, yeah, eventually he'll be brought in. Yeah, but I, I, I think we before we finish off, I, I love your idea, Leo, when they do the mutants. You want the original core. Yeah. N- not the core from Giant Size X-Men, but, like, X-Men number one. That's who you want, right? Exactly, yeah. Bring it. Bring in classic Angel, classic Jean Grey, Beast, Cyclops. Even if you want to give Beast his fur already, that's cool with me. But just... Look, look, we learned it from Eternals. You don't want to throw too many characters at us when we're getting the introduction. Keep it small. Keep it five. That's an easy number to manage. And I don't even think we need an introduction. We know who the X-Men are. I think that's yeah. the biggest problem with Eternals is like Jack Kirby's run was very, ironically, mixed reactions. And that's why it only lasted 18 issues. So perfect sense. Yeah. With, with, the, with the X-Men, you don't need that. I mean, if you can if you can work out a scene that has pearls falling on the ground and, and tie it into <laughs> the X Men origin, I guess that's okay. Um, Uncle Ben somehow dies. <laughs> I don't know anything about No Way Home, but if we don't have, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this off the line. If we don't have a scene with the three Spider Men talking about Uncle Ben, <laughs> I, I and, and like in a serious way though, not even jokey. Like we don't know how Tom Holland. Uncle Ben died. We don't. True. We don't. Yeah. So and actually, I, you know what? I, I would I would love to get a scene where um, I think that I hope that Tobey Maguire gives him like the great power, great responsibility quote, just because I feel like that would be like because I don't want to get into another scene of another Uncle Ben. I really don't. But the next best thing would be the OG Spider Man giving it to him. I I won't lie. Okay. That that may make me that may make me tear up. If that happens, um, but yeah, great list, guys. We let we left it on a positive note. Um, as always, thanks for guys for coming on. We will be back together. Uh, Ryan will be off next week, so I am pushing our subject matter to the following week, where we are going to cover the 15th anniversary of one of the greatest Martin Scorsese films of all time, celebrating 15 years, The Departed. Until then, see you at the movies, kids. Thank you.